Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD. Our mission is to empower you with the knowledge and the tools you need to thrive in all aspects of your life. Join us now as we discuss everything from nutrition and exercise to money management and personal growth. Dr. Choctaw will provide insightful advice on how to improve your physical and financial health, as well as your emotional and mental well-being. Whether you're looking to boost your energy levels, unlock financial freedom, or cultivate a more positive mindset, we've got you covered. Get ready to become the best version of yourself. So let's get started. Here's Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD. Good morning. Today we're going to talk about mental health issues. Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast. This is part of our uh, Leadership Masterclass series, and our intent is to provide you with information that can make your life better. I always like to start off with my beliefs. I believe life is about being of service to others. I believe knowledge is power. I believe leaders can change the world. As always, we always like to give you an outline, and the outline is we're going to start off with an anatomy of the brain and the mind. We're going to talk about mental health issues as compared to mental health illness. Uh, We're going to talk about symptoms and signs of mental health, um, and, um, and then we'll answer questions that you might have. Well, the brain is a very complex organ in the body, and indeed is one of the areas that we as physicians still do not completely understand. But if we were to take a look at the brain, it's divided into multiple areas. Um, and if we were to do a sagittal cut of the brain, uh, we will note that in the frontal part is what's called the frontal lobe. The frontal lobe is for thinking, memory, uh, and movement and behavior. Um, next to that is the parietal lobe, and that's for s- speech and language. Then the occipital lobe, which is for sight. Uh, the cerebrum, uh, which is for balance and coordination. And below that is the brainstem. What is unique about the brainstem is that regardless of whether we are conscious or not, the brainstem functions and allows us to breathe and allows our hearts to continue to beat and it helps to regulate the temperature in our body, even though we're not conscious. And there's a more medial lobe called the temporal lobe, and we'll talk about that a bit later. The second issue that comes up about the brain is, um, where is the mind, M-I-N-D? Is it located in the brain? Is it somewhere else? Um, To be honest with you, we don't really know, but the belief is that it's probably in the brain, probably located somewhere in the frontal lobe, depending on your your philosophical position. What's important is that as we look at the undersurface of the brain, there's a very unique uh, section or part of the brain, if you will, called the amygdala. The amygdala, A-M-Y-G-D-A-L-A, the amygdala. And one of the reasons why the amygdala is so important is that it is considered to be the emotional center of the brain. Uh, Some call it the happiness center of the brain. And we'll get to that a bit later. But let me parenthetically say that when we talk about mental health issues, You notice I say I use the term issue and not illness or disease because we may all have some mental health issue, 
but we obviously do not all have mental health disease or illness. Issues can be anything related to how we think and how we feel and how we behave. For instance, basic fear and anxiety can be an issue. One may be afraid of heights uh, as an issue, but as long as that does not interfere with your normal activity in life, uh, then that's not considered an illness for you. Um, And so it's important that we consider how we function um, and that we differentiate between mental health illness and mental health issues. And when we talk about mental health illness, it's important to understand that mental health illness is nothing to be ashamed of. It is basically a medical problem, just like heart disease or liver disease or kidney disease or any other type of malady that may affect the body. And one of the things that interferes with our ability to care for patients who have actual mental health illnesses is that we tend not to understand the the illness itself um, or the problem itself. And that makes us many times not care for these patients as quickly and as thoroughly as we should. So when we go back to the amygdala, the amygdala, again, is a part of the brain that's located uh, uh, in the area of the hippocampus. And some even call it the happiness of the reward center. It is the part of the brain that affects how we feel. Let me say that again. The amygdala is the part of the brain that affects how we feel. Um, And those feelings are controlled by hormones that have an impact on this particular part of the brain um, that can result in whether we're happy or whether we're sad. And one of those hormones is dopamine, and another one of those hormones is serotonin. And so, indeed, one of the ways that various types of illnesses that involve the brain, i.e. mental illness like depression and others, are treated is is with medications that manipulate or change the impact of a number of these uh, hormones that um, occur in the brain. So if one were to have a high dopamine level, dopamine, one of the hormones in the brain, um, uh, one would be happy, motivated, alert, focused. Likewise, if, if the dopamine level is low, those patients tend to be tired, unmotivated, unhappy, mood swings, sleep problems, and difficulty concentrating. It's really important to understand that much of how we interpret how we feel really depends on who we are and what our backgrounds are. And even more specifically, um, as a book once said some time ago, men really are from Mars and women really are from Venus, meaning that even though we're both human, but because uh, of the Uh, various types of sex hormones in our body, we may interpret uh, or or relate differently in terms of our moods and in terms of how we feel. Likewise, um, when we look at children uh, who may have mental health issues, um, children many times are not little adults, and we should not consider them little adults. Uh, And so mental illness in children is a very, very unique area of specialty that should be treated by uh, child psychologists and child psychiatrists. Let me also parenthetically say that I think it's very important that we keep in mind, again, that boys and girls are different in terms of how they act uh, and in terms of their behavior. Um, 
Um, and this has to do with their, their particular age and their particular area of development. But I think it's important to be very cautious about how we attribute certain things to children, particularly as it relates to mental type issues. Issues. I personally think that the 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 phrase or the the um, 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 definition or, or the term attention deficit uh, hyperactive disease or ADHD is overused in children. Um, I think um, uh, many times it'll be a situation where uh, in a maybe elementary class or maybe in, in um, um, uh, uh, preschool uh, not, or, or even beyond preschool, elementary class or, or in high school or junior high class, um, one, one group of students may be very quiet and very attentive. Another group of students may be very um, interreactive and not very attentive. And it's not uncommon many times that boys, in my, my experience, have been, I think, uh, unfairly um, uh, classified as having ADHD or, or some type of behavioral disorder, when in the, actually they're actually just boys. And when you compare them with girls, there's obviously a difference. So my point is be very, very careful and have a professional evaluate them, uh, a healthcare professional evaluate them and decide uh, whether indeed there is a a mental uh, type of issue and certainly anything that might require treatment like Ritalin and other types of medication that are frequently used with children. My point is just be very cautious uh, in terms of what you do. There, one of the great things about healthcare and mental health issues is that there is medication that's available for treatment. For many, many years, um, there was not very, very good medication with minimal side effects. That is no longer the case. And so I would encourage you, uh, if there's a suggestion um, in yourself or maybe a family member, that you seek out a healthcare professional, psychologist or psychiatrist, to uh, assist with that problem. Let me just say a word about a particular type of mental health illness now. This is not a, 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 a mental health um, situation, but an actual illness. Um, and let's, let's, let's take a look at the illness called depression. Uh, depression is very, very serious and very, very unique. Um, and usually these patients have what I call the hopeless, helpless, worthless syndrome. Um, they feel um, things are bad for them and that there's no hope that they will get better. They feel that things are bad for them and no one can help them make things get better. And some even get to the point where they feel that things are bad for them and they actually deserve it. My point is that if you see someone uh, or you know someone or yourself uh, have any of those, those thoughts, uh, particularly if they begin to migrate toward uh, self-harm and, and even the thought of, of suicide, uh, immediately seek help um, um, and, and so that individuals can and get the, the appropriate treatment. Um, you would be amazed at how common the thought about uh, self-harm and suicide is. And so even if individuals appear to be joking, um, I would encourage you uh, to go to the free hotlines that are available and to make sure those individuals get proper treatment. So in summary, we talked about uh, mental illness as a medical problem like heart disease. Uh, mental illness is treated with medication that regulates many times dopamine and serotonin hormone levels. 
men and women are fundamentally different in terms of how they act uh, uh, when they may have a mental uh, abnormalities. And the children are very, very unique. Um, and all of these uh, maladies should be treated by healthcare professionals. So in conclusion, thank you very much for spending your valuable, valuable time with us. We will continue to provide uh, interesting uh, topics about healthcare and others as the time moves on. Have a wonderful day and be the change that you want to see in the world. Thanks for listening to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD. We hope you enjoyed this episode. In fact, if you found this episode helpful, you can support and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform with the keywords, Dr. William Choctaw, and you'll find it very quickly. Also, subscribing helps ensure that you don't miss any future episodes. And then take the next step of action and share it with your family, friends, and or your co-workers. They'll be glad you did. So until the next time, live your best possible life the best possible way. You've been listening to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William Choctaw, MD, JD.